Hello and welcome to the F3 Football Podcast, the home of faith and football. In this podcast, we'll hear from Christian footballers at all stages in their careers as they share from their own experiences of following Jesus while being a professional footballer. If you're not already, follow F3 Football on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube and get connected. Now, let's get into the conversation. Welcome to the F3 Faith and Football Podcast. My name's Dal Robson. I'm one of the co-founders and, and leaders of the F3 Football Ministry. F3 um, Ministry exists to support uh, footballers, uh, mentor, uh, come alongside, uh, and provide spiritual guidance through the Bible and teaching and creating a community of footballers um, who can flourish on the pitch and off the pitch. Today we have with us F3 leader and F3 footballer, Josh Pask. Josh, how are you doing, mate? Oh, Dar, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Really well, mate. It's your good. birthday yesterday. Yeah. Lovely. Looking 21, but I was 31. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> how are your season going so far, Josh? Ah, uh, yeah, not, not too bad. It's had ups and downs, as pretty much all my seasons have so far. Um, uh, it was out of an injury from majority of the half the season. I've only just sort of come back recently and um, trying to sort of make my way in the first team, playing a few games here and there. Uh, but as of late, come on a lot more, starting to get a few more minutes, which is good. Yeah, so you scored, scored the other day as well, did you, mate? Yeah, yeah, we played um, the FA Cup game against Bristol Rovers, which was my the, actually my official debut. Uh, yeah, got a goal, which is nice. That's great, um, mate, it's great. So, just want to chat today on this podcast, Josh, just about what it means to be a Christian in football. Talk to me about you coming to faith yourself. Yeah, so um, I was uh, I've been a Christian for pretty much all my life. I grew up in the faith. My mum and dad were um, strong believers. Um, they took me to church pretty much whenever I could because um, I had Sunday games at the time. Sort of growing up in the academy at West Ham. Um, whenever I got the chance, I would I would go to church. So I was I was brought up in the faith from when I was a, a young, young, sort of young boy. Um, and it's just carried me all the way since. I've always believed that, uh, I've always, always believed in Christ, always believed in, in, in my faith. I've always sort of, when I've had opportunities, I went to church and I enjoyed it. Um, and my mind, I did a great job sort of, uh, sort of training me up in the way I should go. Um, and then, yeah, well, I got to about sort of, I say 15, sort of 16, and that's when I started realizing a lot more of the world, sort of understanding things a bit more. And that's when my sort of I guess my faith was really sort of getting tested for the first time, um, with a with a bunch of things, with a bunch of sort of realizations, uh, sort of thrown at me. How can I put it? I was um, I was tested with okay, is this sort of is this the right way? I had a lot of Muslim friends at the time, and they were talking about their faith. Um, so that's when I was about 16, 15, 16, I sort of get, started getting tested for the first time uh, to see if my, you know, how strong my faith was. And uh, ever since then, I've sort of overcome it uh, to this point today. So I've always sort of been in the faith and I've trusted and believed. It's not been easy this whole time, but um, yeah, I've got to a point now where I'm here sitting down speaking about, uh, you know, the F3, um, the F3 and uh, how I'm here today. So. That's great, mate. So just talk us, obviously, at the age of 16, you signed a scholarship um, at West Ham and obviously went on to sign a three-year contract with West Ham as well. Talk to me about that aspect of your life. Um, what did it look like for you to be a Christian 
in that young dressing room because there may be young footballers who, who are listening to this podcast today who have come from a similar background to you as a Christian and, and maybe find it very difficult in that changing room when maybe the morals, the values, the principles, even the lifestyle goes against that which obviously Christ would desire of us to live. Talk to me a little bit about what does a Christian look like in a change room for you? Yeah, so um, uh, like at that age, about 15, sort of 16, um, I started getting uh, a lot more experience of the world and other things and different sort of lifestyles that I've never sort of experienced before. Um, at that time, I thought I was the only sort of Christian footballer out there. Uh, I didn't really know anyone who else sort of in my dressing room or any of the other boys who were believers. Um, you know, maybe you'd hear of one or two that went to church every now and again, but they weren't sort of strong in their faith. Uh, so I got introduced to a lot of different things, um, sort of partying, um, spending money, uh, seeing what sort of the older boys are doing and sort of aspiring to be like them. So it was a very... It's very different to sort of the faith I've been brought up on uh, compared to the lifestyle that was sort of being revealed to me at that time. Um, and it was, me being quite young, it was very hard to sort of, uh, not, to, not to be influenced by other sort of people and some of the other boys in the dressing room and all their lifestyles and um, the different conversations that happened in the dressing room. And at that time, it was very hard because I was the only sort of one who was a, a believer. Uh, so I found it's sometimes quite difficult to sort of make sure I stay on a sort of straight and narrow path. Sometimes I would sort of entertain conversations I shouldn't have or or go to these events or house parties that maybe I shouldn't have gone to. But I always felt in my spirit that this is not right. Um, so I has sort of, I felt conviction. Um, so I try my best to sort of abstain from doing things of the world and doing things that I know that are not right in the dressing room and getting into conversations that I shouldn't have or entertaining language or or acts that I shouldn't have. Uh, but I always have sort of a, a conscious mind of what's right, what's wrong. But at the time, I feel like when I was 16, it was very, it was sort of very hard for me to make sure I always stayed on that path when I was easily influenced by a lot of the other, lot, a lot of the other lads. Um, so I feel like it was brilliant when I sort of found one or two friends that were in the faith that could sort of help my journey and help me make sure that I was on the sort of straight and narrow path because at that young age, it's quite hard to stay on that sort of um, making sure that you're doing the right thing all the time. Uh, but yeah, it was um, it was a tricky sort of time when I was 15 and 16. I look at some of the sort of young lads now and they're in the same boat. Um, a lot of them come up from sort of um, Christian backgrounds. Mum and dad raised them in the church. But it's very easy for them to sort of stray off and then get introduced and be influenced by all the other boys in the dressing room and what they're doing. So I feel like it's quite hard at that time. That's why it's important to have, you know, role models and people that can help you in that time, especially at that young age of like 15, 16. That's good, mate. It's great. Just quickly, obviously, we're talking at the minute in this podcast about being a Christian of football. Yeah. And I think... Obviously, we look in, in the football world today. You know, we look recently with uh, Firmino, yeah. you know, and uh, Alisson as well at Liverpool. Yeah, lovely. You know, we're guys who are getting baptised and putting yeah. it out on social media. Yeah. You know, and obviously the acceptance of the Christian faith and Christian footballers, you know, and obviously um, players like Anderson at West Ham as well, you yeah. know, were very outspoken, uh, uh, Luca Mora as well at Tottenham. But, you know... Obviously, it's really important as well that we define what a Christian is, yep. you know, because obviously we do see a lot of 
uh, people who profess to be Christians, um, and obviously their the, the profession or what they confess doesn't often match up with their lifestyles, you know. But so it's really important to understand that obviously, as a Christian, we believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for That's our right. sins. That we we've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, you know. And when we repent, that means we turn from our sins and we believe in Jesus. You know, God's Holy Spirit comes in our hearts and we become born again. That's right. We're no longer controlled by our our desires inside of us, our ungodly desires. We're now controlled by God's Holy Spirit. And when we are truly born again, the Bible does say the veil is removed from us. We have a desire to want to live godly. We have a desire yeah. to want to read the Bible. We have a desire to want to pray. We have a desire to want to go to church. And we have a desire to want to share, obviously, what Jesus has done in our lives. And um, obviously, it's really important, I think, for those who are listening to this podcast today to just distinguish that that's what a Christian is. And obviously, Jesus did say that you will know them by the fruits. Now, we're not, Jesus doesn't expect us to be perfect because that's not the reality. Yeah. But he expects us to obviously learn from our mistakes, you know, grow in his word, grow in prayer. Um, so that obviously we can be a light in the football world. Just in terms of what advice would you give to anybody listening to this podcast today um, who grew up in a Christian family, um, maybe not planted in Christ when we say that, maybe not attending church regularly, not praying, don't really have Christian footballers around them who are like-minded, who are supporting them. What advice would you give to any player listening to this podcast today? Well, I'll start off by saying, you know, this is what we're here for, they're free. Um, to sort of help younger, sort of the younger boys, the younger generation, and sort of be with them on this walk because it's very hard, especially in football. Um, the advice I sort of give to them is to make sure that they're constantly. Pr- pr- it's important to pray constant and constant prayer for whatever situations they're going through. Um, there's a lot of ups and downs in football. Uh, you know, one minute you're doing really well playing, next minute you're injured or at the squad or at the team. Uh, so it's important to keep that prayer life up. Um, and it's important to connect with other boys who are in the same faith. I think that helped me massively, especially when I was going through the stages at sort of 16 to 18. I felt like I was sort of the only one. And it was very hard for me to be uh, sort of um, saying that sort of narrow road and and staying in the faith um, when, you know, all this other sort of lifestyles were, you know, revealing themselves to me. So it's important to connect with other boys, I, I believe, which is fantastic and they'll help you. And realize you're not the only boy or the only lad that's in you know your dressing room that's a, uh, a believer. Um, and another massive one is reading your word. Uh, I think that's that's so big. When I was young, I didn't really read my word too much. I know sort of stories of like Noah's Ark, Adam and Eve, and stuff, but I didn't really understand what it meant. I didn't understand what it meant to uh, live a, a proper lifestyle, uh, a righteous sort of life. Um, I was sort of just going off the little one or two bits I knew from maybe going to Sunday school. Or hearing what my parents said, but um, I think it's important to read your word, uh, get understanding, get knowledge. Uh, this is why the podcast is great for sort of young boys to listen to and understand that, you know, they're not the only ones, and there's help, and people are here to help you, and uh, you know, sort of help you on this journey. Uh, so those are the main three things. Definitely pray. Prayer is massive because um, God listens to our prayers. He 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 um, he answers our prayers. So that's massive. I think prayer is is so important. Uh, you see a lot of the boys nowadays, they're praying before games. Um, uh, you, you see it on sort of the TV, they're praying on the pitch and that, which is great. Um, I think it's a great example. But it's important to pray. Um, genuine prayer, uh, you know, to God is, is, is so vital. Um, so I'll start with that. Great. You know, you, you um, 
you just touched upon there as well about reading the Bible. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Obviously, we, we exist as F3 as a charity, and obviously we have a, a Bible study that goes out every week. That's right, yeah. And, you know, the players who are a part of the F3 um, football ministry, obviously we do encourage them to, you know, read the Bible. I think one thing, obviously, Jesus did say in the Bible, that man doesn't live by bread alone, mm, that's right. but he lives by the Word of God. You know, and the Word of God is spiritual food. You know, it edifies you, it builds you up, it speaks the truth to you, it sets you free, it gives you hope, you know, and it, and it, it's, it gives you a direction. It's like a sat-nav. Yeah, that brings direction to your life, and obviously God reveals Himself through the Word. And obviously, right. we just want to encourage any young person today who's listened to this podcast that you know you got to have your own personal relationship that's with right. Jesus. Yeah, you can't true. rely on your parents, your grandparents. Um, you can't rely on on your culture or your upbringing. At the end of the day, obviously, only a relationship with Jesus is going to sustain you through the the storms and the trials um, that you face totally. um, in your life. Just one last question, Josh. Just share some of the um, experiences with us. So obviously you've you've tried to live a, a godly life uh, with within the youth team at West Ham, within the reserves at West Ham. You've tried to put into practice, in a sense, you know what what you live out and what you believe. How did that have an impact on? Um, the players around you. Any yeah. stories to share? With yeah, us? there's I've got a few stories actually from um, back in my days at West Ham, um, especially during my last season uh, there uh, in sort of the development squad uh, with a few of the lads. Um, and knowing I had sort of one year left on my contract, um, it was very nervy times. Uh, I had a lot of injuries during my sort of last two sort of three years there, uh, so sort of. Um, thinking about whether I'll get a new one, where I'm going to be uh, next year. Uh, and um, in that time, I think God revealed a lot of things to me during that time uh, in my last year at West Ham. Um, I got sort of speaking to some of the boys that I never thought I would have conversations with about Christ, um, about faith, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, one of the good stories I have is um, one of my, our good friends, Christian uh, Bellet, she's at Olympiakos now. Um, he is... a uh, it's funny because once we were in the shower together and we sort of come out of the shower after a training session, no idea um, that, you know, he would come up to me and sort of start speaking to me about faith. I, he was very sort of kept himself to himself, didn't really have much to conversation with him. And I've known him for years, Christian. And it's funny the way God works, I guess. Uh, so we sort of come out of the shower and Christian comes up to me, he's like, Josh, I started uh, to learn Hebrew the most random thing you ever sort of hear. I'm like, that's, that's so random. I didn't expect to hear that. He's like, I'm starting to learn Hebrew. I want to understand uh, what Hebrew means so I can read the Hebrew Bible and tra- sort of draw closer to God. And bearing in mind, I had no idea he was a Christian at the time. Um, so I just got sort of so started getting chatting to Christian uh, about faith and my beliefs and uh, sort of God made a door, um, open up a door for me to sp- sort of speak to him and, and minister hit to him. So I sort of invited him to the F3 at that time. He got to meet yourself, Daryl, and a few of the other lads. And he started to realise that it's not just him, but there's other people here to sort of help him through this journey. Uh, he's just one of the sort of uh, examples of of the people we've sort of been witnessing to at, um, at various different clubs. Um, from then on, uh, God opened, started opening doors to speak to the other lads there. Um, Jeremy um, and Gaku just made his first team debut. Ben Johnson, who just made sort of his first team debut, and it's just 
through little sort of conversations being sparked up, um, I got chatting to them and we started talking about faith and uh, started reading the Bible together. I started praying together before games and stuff and you started to see a massive sort of um, development in their faith and it sort of it spilled over into their performances and they start to do really well. Ben Johnson is another great example of um, <clears throat> one of the lads I started speaking to at my time at West Ham. Um, and another testimony of his is um, when we were training together in Marbella. Um, and just before then, it was a first team trip to Marbella um, on sort of warm weather training. And uh, he was doing well at the time. And we were really hoping we'd get invited to the trip uh, to Marbella to train with the first team out there. And uh, I got uh, called up to sort of train with them. And I was speaking to Ben and asking him, oh, did you get called up? And uh, he goes to me, oh, I'm not yet. I'm just having faith, I'm praying. I was like, yeah, we'll pray together about it. And then a few hours later, he got sort of the, the message saying he's coming. And um, we went out there trained. He did really well. And um, I remember him messaging me afterwards after he got the call up, he said, oh, thank God, I'm gonna go praise God right now. Uh, God's been so good. So I think through that sort of prayer and uh, and you know that genuine heart to to sort of pray and seek God in that time of where He wanted something, um, God provided for him and uh, he went on to do it really well out there. And next thing you know, he got his uh, first team debut in the Premier League against Man City, and sort of so God started opening doors for the lads, um, and uh, we sort of started bringing them into the F3. And there's a there was a bunch of us actually. I think it was about six or seven of the lads. Um, that sort of we sort of witnessed to and they sort of uh, coming to the F3 groups and having prayer meeting and fellowship and it became very good it became very fruitful and it started to spill over into their performances um, they, some of them got moves um, some of them got c contracts some of them got called up to the first team to make appearances uh, which has been absolutely fantastic um, so those are you know there's, I can go into so much more depth for some of those stories uh, but God's been so good and he's just opened up doors for me to speak to the boys. And previously, I would never, ever thought that, you know, I could have these conversations with the lads. It was just, just like, oh, everyone sort of puts on a mask when they go into the dressing room. You don't really see people's true self. But when the, God made a way for me to start speaking to them, and he, opened up, he opened up doors for me to, to sort of witness to them and them to speak to us. Um, it was fantastic. Uh, so much got revealed uh to us and I start to realise it's not just you know it's not just going to be in West Ham but it's in loads of dressing rooms you know that this could happen because uh, God opened doors where I thought that you know I just that wouldn't happen in a football dressing room which is uh, which is fantastic um, so those are some of the stories that I experienced at West Ham yeah it's brilliant. brilliant mate I think yeah. obviously um, this has all come from obviously you being consistent in your faith you know yeah. Uh, praying, reading the word, being in fellowship, you know, being planted in a church and going to church regularly. That's right. You know, doing the right things. And obviously the boy you're seeing from, from your your life, the peace that you have, obviously the, the faith that you have and obviously the way you conduct yourself, that there was something different about you. There was a light inside you, which really attracted to the boys. Yeah, definitely. I thought, um, you know, I, feel, I think if you're just sort of open and willing, God will make a way. I, I never thought that would happen. The way I would sort of... I, the initial step of just coming out of the show and having a conversation with, with Christian at the time and he would reveal so much to me, just having a sort of simple conversation and it's led to him eventually getting baptised and, you know, him getting a fantastic move um, overseas. Uh, so, you know, you never really know with God, you just sort of have to be faithful and trust in him and pray 
and then he was opening doors that you never think will be open, uh, which was which was brilliant. So um, I think as sort of Christian young men, we just need to sort of live out uh, our lives in a righteous way, and God will just make, do the rest from there. Um, I think it's so important for us to make sure that we're constantly praying and asking for divine appointments and op opportunities to speak to the boys, and God will make do the rest. Um, so I, I mean, there's so many stories that from that sort of last year West Ham which is just looking back on it now it was absolutely amazing what's got what sort of God has done for us and um, and from then on you know that sort of spreads the gospel and they go off to their sort of other teams and start speaking to other boys and that's how it sort of grows but it all starts by just sort of praying and just living a righteous life um, the best way you know how to in the eyes of God and then he will make open up doors and make a way for you to sort of speak to other people yeah, it's true, mate. And obviously, you, you touched on early on about the um, F three fellowship groups, and obviously, some are, something that we have recognised, obviously, as an F three um, organisation, that there is many young boys probably listening to this podcast today. You know, who grew up in a Christian family. That's right. Um, but obviously, feel very isolated. You know, some go out on loan to clubs in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, and obviously, don't know the surroundings, don't know the area, and obviously, find it hard to connect with people and. You know yourself, and I, I do as well. Being a next professional footballer, that you know, you go through injury, you go through rejection, you go through disappointment, and it's an incredible battle that goes on in your mind when you lay down in your bed at night. You know, if your your faith and trust, you know, isn't in Christ, and you recognise that you've got a plan for your life. So obviously, going back to the the F3 fellowship groups, you know, that's something we want to try and develop. Um, obviously, we've got one in East London at the minute. We're looking at the Midlands as well. And obviously we have one up in the north. So if you are listening to this podcast, you know, please do reach out to us on social media and our our email and our website. And um we'd love to connect with you, get you part of a fellowship and support you and um you know, get other boys around you who will really help you. Yeah, and I think the fellowship's been fantastic. Um, you know, Daryl could probably agree with me. I think it's a place where people can grow and uh, you know me being there I've seen a bunch of young footballers I think it's fantastic a few years ago I would never think this could happen I thought I was the only one um, but just to know there's a bunch of other boys who are striving to live um, godly lives and to, so we're meeting up and, and sort of sharing the word of God praying eating food having a great time um, discussing God's word I think it's fantastic it's vital uh, so yeah we've got one in, in one stead at the moment um, Toby, I believe, just started one up north, and I'm looking to sort of get one going in the Midlands. So we've got a sort of a good, um, we're covering a lot of geographic area, and there's plenty of opportunities for boys to sort of come and, and have fellowship and talk and communicate, which is, I think is so vital in this day and age, especially what's going on in the change room. The amount of sort of conversations you have about various different things in the change room, it's important that we come together as Christian footballers and are able to have conversations about the Bible and how to live out godly lives. Um, I think it's been fantastic, really has. It's really benefited myself yeah. and I could tell it's benefited the boys greatly and it's spilled over into their, into their football performances, um, which has been fantastic. Well, just on that, you know yourself, obviously, when I, I was a young professional footballer and so with a lot of anxiety, with fear, with panic attacks, everything, you know, just so much insecurity about the future, about people's opinion, just having a head like a washing machine, really. Yeah. But coming to know Christ as my Lord and Saviour, then praying and putting the word of God into practice, you know, it began to just liberate me in my mind. I was getting set free yeah. in my mind, in my heart. And like you're saying, that spills over onto the football pitch. It does. Because yeah. you go onto a football pitch without fear, 
you go on without worry, without anxiety. You know, you go go on the football pitch without we could say this negative energy that weighs you down and yeah. makes you feel tired physically. You know, and you're able to perform in freedom. That's you right. know, and obviously that's something that we really push in F three. You know, you know, as leaders and as an organisation, that we want boys to go out and express themselves. You don't need to fear anything. That's right. You know, you're going to make mistakes. You learn from them. You grow, and obviously, you know, you're not the only one in in it. You know, That's we're right. all in it together. Yeah. And obviously, we see it as one big family. Definitely. You know, a family of brothers who are, happen to be footballers and following Christ. So, Josh, as Christian footballers, obviously, we believe that you know. God is sovereign in our lives, that is in total control of our careers, um, whether it's good or whether it's bad, whether we're playing in the Premier League or whether we're playing in the in the, the Conference South. You know, we believe that God is sovereign in all situations and he does make all things work together for good. Obviously, in football, you do face many different trials, rejection, injury, disappointment, not being um, given opportunities. You know, and obviously coming towards the end of your contract. Now, coming towards the end of the contract, you know, can build up a lot of fear, a lot of insecurity, a lot of anxiety, um, especially obviously when you've got a mortgage on a house, you know, when you've got family and financial commitments. Um, obviously, it can be a real burden. Just talk to me a little bit about your journey, your story, Josh, because obviously you were on a three-year contract, just talk me through going back to um, maybe last January, January 2019, yeah. how you were feeling, what you were experiencing. So just just a bit before then, actually, I was um, sort of going into the new, the, the, my last season of, uh, at West Ham, which is uh, the last year of my contract. Um, uh, I was I knew it was like the make or break year. It was like, I needed to break into the first team here. I'm going to have to sort of go elsewhere. And... Um, uh, Doing really well at the start of the year, uh, training with the first team and, and uh, being a part of their pre-season tour. Um, and then, unfortunately, picked up a few injuries during the year, which held me back the previous years as well. Um, and during that time of being injured, I remember I had a hip injury and a shoulder injury at some point. And I just realised nothing was really going for me. I was like, I'm not really getting the breakthrough uh, that I sort of wanted. Um, and a lot of fear and worry developed in those sort of times. Um, it came sort of uh, to the new year of the first of, I believe it was the first of uh, January 2019, knowing there was only a few months left. Um, and then I think it was one day it, in January, we got a text saying that the first of April we'll be deciding, you know, whether you're going to sort of stay on or move on. And I remember building up to that time, I was sometimes I was playing, sometimes I was injured and uh I just sort of had it in my heart that I wasn't going to get a new contract at West Ham. Um, and during that time, I developed a lot of fear, a lot of worry about the future, what the future's going to hold, um, where I'm going to be next season, uh, if I'm going to be playing. Um, and a lot of, sort of doubt came into my mind. Uh, I remember on the 1st of April, I got told that I was uh, being let go from West Ham. Uh, i never forget it after being told that I felt really low, felt down, I felt like I let my family down. Um, I remember my, I called my dad up and I said, oh, you know, told him the news that I was going to be let, uh, being let go. And uh, I remember after that, I cried uh, quite badly in the, in, in the t uh, toilets at West Ham, uh, just really down and upset that, you know, I felt like I let him down. Um, I felt like I didn't make it where um, I was being 
sort of developed all my sort of career up to that point at West Ham and I felt like I didn't reach that next spot um, and it was it was a very low point in my life extremely I remember that night was a terrible night uh, I was sick the next day it was really bad at that point um, just a lot of fear and worry and I remember that the last sort of few months after that um, leading up to the end of the season I felt very low I was going into training a lot of uh, the coaches and, and the players were sort of like, are you right, Josh? Sort of saying, yeah, I'm fine. But inside, knowing that, you know, I felt very down. Uh, very low point in my life. Um, and that sort of ended my time there at West Ham. Um, uh, knowing that we had a F3 mission trip planned in Romania, um, I went along to that, which was fantastic. Um, and that revealed to me so much in that sort of period of time, being on the mission field. Uh which was unbelievable, um, gave me such a peace at that time. And seeing how other people lived who, who were in a lot less fortunate sort of situations than me and and how they were getting by and they're so strong in their faith and believing and trusting in the Lord every day. And it just gave me a different outlook on life, a different outlook on, on my situation, on my future. Um, and these people were, you know, like I said, in... in in poverty, some of them live in really, you know, in poverty life, uh, lifestyles. But knowing that they believe and trust in the Lord every day, and He would provide for them, it just, just humbled me massively, um, and it gave me a massive peace and a massive, uh, you know, sort of a weight lifted off my shoulders. Realizing I don't need to worry, I don't need to fear. God has got me in this situation. If He can provide for these people, I'm sure He can provide for me. And they were in a lot sort of worse off situation than me myself. Um, and just I just got so much more revealed to me in that situation. I remember on the plane, um, going there. Sorry, on the way back from Romania, I got this. I was I can't believe I, I can't really remember what I was reading at the time. I was reading a a book and it had some sort of references towards scripture and towards um, the Sermon on the Mount where um, Jesus was talking to the people and he told them you don't have to sort of worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself but just seek uh seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all these things will be added onto you and that just i remember looking out on the plane and just having a sort of overwhelming feeling of i'm going to be fine just let just have faith and believe and trust in the lord that he's going to provide for me something's going to pop up um and lo and behold when i was out in romania um halfway through the sort of uh, mission trip and these things were being revealed to me more and i was peace was coming upon me and at that time I had not, nothing planned for the next season I don't know where I was going to be I had a, a house I needed to pay off um, financial commitments and no sort of source of income coming from anywhere and there's a lot of worry and there's a lot of doubt on my future um, feeling inadequate feeling like I wasn't good enough to play football um, but then God blessed me with a contract with Coventry uh, out, of, sort of out of the blue my agent called me up and said oh we've We've got some news. Um, Coventry want to sign on a three-year deal, which I was like, thank glory to God. So just getting that revelation and understanding that I don't need to fear. And, and sort of when I overcame that fear, I sort of got the blessing, um, which is, uh, it was unbelievable. Um, and that's one of the things that God revealed to me out there. I don't need to fear. I don't need to worry. And the blessing came, um, which was a massive sort of testimony um at that time for me, I mean, 
from the position I was in really low at that time um, to sort of God mending me and, and taking me through trials and situations which I've never really been in. I've never really been in a situation where I've needed to sort of really trust and believe that God's going to provide something for me like that. Um, but in that situation, you know, God brought me through and, uh, you know, he, he gave me a contract at the end of it, which I thought was fantastic. And and I'm, I'm at Coventry now on a three-year three deal. So I think it's, you know, by God's grace and his mercy and him just sort of bringing me through that situation, through the trials, um, so that I would, you know, get to a position where I have better character, better sort of perseverance and realising that I need to trust in God in these situations. Because these times are going to come, injury comes, um, times where you're not in the team comes, times where you're out of contract come. Um, and this is just part of life where it's important that we trust and believe that God's got something greater and he's got a plan for us and he's going to open doors for us. But we need to trust and believe in him. That's why it's massive to have faith. Our whole... Um, our belief is is based on faith and knowing and believing that God's going to provide for us. Um, so in that situation, through uh, you know all the trials and the ups and downs and the really low lows, um, God you know brought me through all that and, and blessed me with something at the end of it. Well, I think it's absolutely brilliant, Josh, because obviously and obviously you come into their free fellowship groups and me and you meeting up, you know, and chatting and praying about the future, you know that. You know, you went through a time of worry and anxiety and obviously fear of the future. But in all this situation, obviously the the Lord was still close beside you. That's right. You know, he was still prompting you that I'm giving you the spirit of fear. You know, do not worry about tomorrow. In all the scriptures that bring so much hope and confidence to us. And obviously the scripture does say, you know, that we consider it joy when we face trials That's of any right. kind. Yeah. Testing of our faith is producing perseverance, perseverance through yeah. character, character yeah. and hope. Definitely. And obviously in that situation, you had to persevere. Your perseverance did produce godly character, but also it produced faith. Because at the end of it, you've seen God's hand upon you. You've seen the breakthrough. you developed hope. Now there's nothing you're going to face in the future when it comes to the end of contracts that you will fear because you know you know, the Lord does provide. That's right. I think, I mean, at that, in the moment, in the situation where I was in, I didn't really have much joy, if I'm honest with you. I was very fearful and I was doubting. Um, but I knew that I needed to have faith. And I, one scripture talks about having the faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Just having little faith is, is you can move mountains. How great is that? Um, so just relying on, believing on scripture, even if it doesn't look like, you know, something's going to pop up or it doesn't look like something's going to happen or it looks bad. It looks like how I'm going to pay for this. How I'm going to look after uh, my family, but just knowing that I have to trust and I have to believe. And I, I feel like now if I was going to another situation, I would count it as joy because I know that God will provide for me. I know that God's going to come through. Um, I know I, I just need to believe and have faith and trust in him, live a righteous life and seek him first that he will provide my needs he provide the things that I need to sort of live and, and, and do on a daily basis um, so I think it's so important to have faith it's, it's vital and just knowing that God will be there and he provided for me he will do so f for you you know um, just having that and now I can have that joy when I go through these trials knowing that's going to develop me as a person which I think is fantastic and gives me so much hope and peace in my mind that when I do face these trials these situations these lows that I know God's working and that's going to develop me into a better human um, with more wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Um, so I think 
some of the scriptures that you know in the Bible, I think that's why it's so important to read our word and understand what the Bible says because it can bring us so much peace in our hearts. And I feel like at that time, I had all that's all I had to rely on was the Bible and 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 God's word and His plans for me and just hoping and praying and believing and trusting that He's gonna provide and He came through. He always does, but it's important that we have faith. You know. No, it's great, Josh, and I think obviously that's we have a big emphasis, don't we, within the F three. Uh, ministry and organization that you know we've got to be men who read our bible and know right. our word because obviously jesus said didn't he you know matthew 7 if anybody comes to me he is my word puts into practice you're like a man who builds your house on the rock or That's your right. life on the rock yeah when the storms come there's a big crash you know as believers in christ and as footballers we don't wait for the storms to come to build our foundations right. yeah we build our foundations every day for when they do come like you're saying we have that perseverance you know, we have that joy um, moving forward. And I think the great hope that we have in Christ, being footballers, is that the Lord makes all things work together for good. That's right. Always. Yeah. And, you know, faith is so powerful because Hebrews 11 says, faith is believing in the things that you're seeing. It's having a confidence and assurance of what you hope for is going to happen. That's right. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but just in my own football career, my faith in Christ develop my own self-confidence as well definitely because i went out on the pitch with an expectation yeah that i was going to do well that things are going to work going to work out and when they didn't like you've already alluded to i reflected how can i improve yep. you know and it was all about um my development not just as a footballer on the pitch but as a man of god off the pitch as that's well. right because these trials and tribulations are going to come you know it's, it's inevitable they're going to happen there's going to be situations where you're like how Am I going to get out of this situation? How am I going to break through? I'm going to go to the next level. Um, I don't see any doors open for me. Where the, Where's the door going to open for me? Where's the opportunity going to come? That's why it's so important that we build our house on the rock, which is the word, and understand that, okay, in these situations, we need to refer back to scripture and, and have our base level on scripture so that we're able to withstand things. I think that the, the Bible refers to, um, um, it, it refers to the word as a sword, being able to fight, you know all the situations and the the sort of emotions that come with the trials and situations with the word. So it's just so important that we know and understand our word, so that we're able to overcome things by relying on the word and having faith. Um, I think it's you know it's, it's so important that we 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 understand our word, um, and this is why the F three fellowship is important. It's fantastic because we're able to sort of speak to the boys and talk about scripture, um, have Bible studies, and improve. Um, and understand have more of a wisdom and understanding of what the word says so we can apply it to our situation apply it to our lives apply it to what we're going through out on the football pitch or or you know in our workplaces it's so important that we base our our life off off the word of god yeah t totally agree with you man and you know if there are some young people today maybe listen to this uh, podcast and obviously what you're sharing is really encouraging them and obviously we would encourage you to reach out to us at f3 on our social media and our uh, Instagram page at F3 Football One, or visit our website at www.f3football.co.uk. Drop us an email, and obviously we can get you involved in fellowship groups and in a weekly prayer call. But also we can um, get you involved in our um, F3 group as well, where you'll be you'll be sent and supported with um, Bible studies every week that will help you grow in your faith. But Josh, thank you for joining us today mate really 
Really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you, Darren. And all appreciate the best it. for the rest of the season. Nice one. Thank you. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of the F3 Football Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to get notified when the next episode is released. And make sure you give us a five-star rating on iTunes Podcast, as this will help to get the message out far and wide. For all things F3 Football, visit our website at f3football.co.uk.